you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from quince. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly... Uh, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. You sure are. (laughs) Very excited today. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you. We share your comments and thoughts and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please remember, we are not experts, but we are podcast hosts. And we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. But we do love to hear from you. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Indeed. Indeed it is. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> um, so last week we got to talking about things that we've stopped doing. Because mm-hmm. we don't have to do what we don't want to do. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes we do. That's true. What am I talking about? <laughs> we have to do a lot of things we don't want to do. We have to do, do a lot of things we don't want to do. But I think the things that especially are things that we've internalized because of the patriarchy, the big P, the big P are things that we don't have to do if we don't want to. Definitely not. And if we want to, it's also okay. It's okay. So we loved hearing from you all about things that you have stopped doing. Yeah. I think things that you've stopped doing is like a nicer way to 
as we have written in our in our notes in our notes then saying like things you don't want to do yes what have you stopped what have you stopped we even got an email just last night that i saw that someone said i've stopped shaving my armpits which is one i like to stop doing occasionally Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what are some others that we got here dory well one person wrote to say one thing i've stopped doing is my hair I used to be self-conscious about leaving the house without curled or straightened hair until I realized I don't have to do that. I can spend that extra time sleeping in, working out longer, or doing whatever else is making me happy. Sounds small, but it was a big moment for me. You know, that actually like made me think of something, which is that... 99% of the time, people aren't looking at you in the same way that like you think they are. Or that you're looking, or at, that yourself. You're looking at yourself. Totally. Yeah. So this, you know, very few people are Regina George. Yeah, that's right. Most people are kind and And empathetic. Kind and empathetic, but also focused on themselves. Yeah, which is fine. (laughs) Which is totally fine. Um, So, you know, I think that's just like something to to remember. I love this one. Someone wrote, saying just. I'm no longer, quote, Mm. just following up or just checking. I'm now following up or checking in about. I love that. Me too. I've stopped using a lot of exclamation points in emails or Mm -hmm. as many as I used to. Well, and I think what's interesting is especially women, people kind of assume that um, if you don't use exclamation points that you're mad. Right. There's a tone assumed. Yeah. And I try to just use periods and see how that feels. Totally. And it's scary for me because I'm always worried about people being mad at me. Mm. So I'm like, I've got to be so nice. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed you're very good in emails about not using exclamation points. But I had to consciously stop. And again, if you want to do it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, But I will sometimes actually read my emails over Mm -hmm. and think like, have I used too many exclamation points? Or have you put just as a qualifier? Yeah, that's something that I that I hadn't really thought about, but I'm going to be mindful of it now. Here's one someone wrote in. Change my clothes. I prefer to own less and think about other things. And I don't give a F if I'm wearing the same thing as yesterday. Judge if you will. I I feel the same way. I'm wearing the exact same thing I wore yesterday. It looks great. I think so. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show, too, of like not washing your clothes as much. Right. Like you don't. I mean, unless they're dirty or stinky. They're fine. They're fine. Save the water. Yeah, exactly. Um, Someone else wrote something I've stopped doing is worry about novelty in general. It's been maybe five years since I've made many adjustments to my look. Same long and undone hair, same small gold jewelry every day. When I wear lipstick, it's red. My toes are always painted a shade of red and my nails are always short and clear. There's no pattern in my closet and very little color. I feel good and look good. I don't care if it's, quote, boring. This is cool. Yeah. I like this. Yeah, same. I'm I'm. I don't know if you've experienced this as you get older. I've found the other thing, which is I've stopped caring more about like if people think my outfits are weird. Oh, yeah. Or like, does this look funny? Or are people going to think I'm I'm starting to worry less and less and just wearing what I want to wear? Mm-hmm. And that also feels good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of this just points to like people feeling like they're authentic selves. Slowly but surely, mm-hmm. we get there, right? Yeah. I, I, I have to hope. I hope so, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. We 
got an email. Well, and I oh. just want to also say, like, yes, I would love to hear more of these. Oh, me too. I could hear these for days. Me too. We could do a whole full episode of just like, yeah, and we'll call it Stop Right Now. Thank you very much. <laughs> love it. You know, that's a Spice Girl song, right, Dory? Stop right now. Thank you very I, much. I had forgotten. But so thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Are you glad I'm here? I was thinking of Stop the World I Want to Get Off. What's that? It's a play. Well, you and I have very different <laughs> pop culture experiences. I love the Spice Girls. <laughs> and I love plays. <laughs> Anyway, um, boy, we are like, sometimes we're really on brand. I feel we like are. we really are. It's true. Yeah, yeah we really well, are. You know, there's a reason we are ourselves. Our authentic selves. Yeah. Um, there was a great thread in the Facebook group, actually, about this, you know, things that, that, that you stopped doing. So it's I, so, it feels so good. It, but also, it's such a weird feeling when you're like, oh, I don't have to, like, there's no yeah. law requiring me yeah to wear to like wear i don't even know what it is like low-cut socks with these sneakers totally that's such a weird specific one no i I know what you mean i have slip-on sneakers that i often wear socks with that i think like in the past i've been like this looks so dorky same but i don't care no because i'm more comfortable if i'm wearing socks yes (laughs) maybe Maybe these are just all revelations you get in middle age. Perhaps that's all it is. Like all people older than us are just like, welcome. Yeah, exactly. To this space <laughs> where you stop caring. Right. Like and, we've been here. Yeah. It's felt good. <laughs> right. Like you're the dumb dummies. Yeah. <laughs> we're all walking around with our comfortable socks on. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're like getting blisters Ugh. and bunions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so please do share more of these. Yeah, yeah we, we love, love them. hearing them. It's really, really interesting. And it also is inspiring of like more things I don't want to do. Yes. Yeah. Can I read this email about anger? You may. Yeah, someone wrote in uh, just about a previous mini episode uh conversation. They said, when I was 25, my dad passed away unexpectedly and I began having a lot of problems with stress and anxiety. I had always been a very calm, happy person. So the... Ch- This huge shift in my personality was very confusing and troubling for me. Soon I began to notice that I would feel surges of anger when I was particularly anxious, which was also very confusing as it was unlike me. A few years ago, I heard a quote which went something like this. Anger is the bodyguard of sadness. And I realized that my anger was the bodyguard of many of the negative emotions I felt. I remember telling my husband once, I can be angry or I can cry and I'd rather be angry right now. I brought this up with my therapist and she said that when we are anxious or sad, we often turn to anger because anger feels powerful and in control, which is the opposite of the loss of control we feel when anxiety or sadness begins to spiral. Obviously, everyone is different, and I think it is always a good idea to talk to your own therapist. But just realizing that anger is the way some people take control of difficult emotions has helped me immensely and has also made me a more compassionate person. Wow. What good insight. Talk about reframing the narrative. Anger is the bodyguard of sadness. That was that was profound for me when I read this. Just because I, I especially around my own grief, it manifests mm-hmm. a lot as just anger mm-hmm. and anger at other things like irritability mm-hmm. at my partner and stuff like that. And and this was just such a great thank you, listener. This was like a just a bolt of lightning. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, 
This is great. Hopefully, I love this idea that we often turn to anger because anger feels powerful. Yes. I never thought about it that way. But, you know, I've actually been reflecting on this a bit more after last week when I said that I feel I feel less that I get angry more that I get frustrated. And I realized that when I was going through IVF, Mm -hmm. it was a big deal to allow myself to feel anger and to be okay with it. And did you was it a conscious decision like where you yes. like you could feel it was in yourself that, that that's what you were experiencing and you were like i'm gonna let myself have yes, this because i tried to fight it for mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. and that was not helpful for me and did you find that letting yourself experience it released it a bit or mm-hmm. was it um was it empowering to feel it was it uncomfortable it was all of the above yeah for sure i mean because as we've discussed, like we've been conditioned to try to suppress anger, to channel anger, to turn anger into something else. Find the positive. Right. And I was just like, there's nothing positive about any of this shit that I'm going through right now. And that's okay. Yeah. And I'm allowed to be mad about it. Definitely. And I'm allowed to feel like it's unfair. You know? Yeah. I think you are. And that's, I think hopefully that resonates with somebody who's maybe feeling the same way in whatever situation they're in. Yeah. And like, I think the other trap that I do think especially women fall into is this, I think it comes from a place of like wanting to keep things in perspective of being like, well, there's people worse off than I am. Like, I don't have a right to feel angry. Yes. I know that qualifier. I do that all the time. Yeah. And I think that's good. It's good to kind of remind yourself that, you know, if you are a privileged person, that you have privilege and to be grateful for what you have. But I think you can also acknowledge if you're going through a really rough time and that's okay. You don't have to, you know, compare it to what other people are going through. Amen, Dory. All right. No, get I, off my soapbox. No, get, on, get on that soapbox, <laughs> buckle in, and drive around on it. I think that's okay. true. I, no, I just, I really, I appreciate that so much because I have, I've done that my whole life. And I've done it like, you know, I wrote a book about my mom. My mom died, but like she, it was great. I mean, it was not, it was great, but like, but you know, we had this and we had that, right, you know, and like right, you're right. right. There is a lot of qualifying um, that goes on. And I think it, there is a fine line between acknowledging the privilege one has yes. and the position you are in and also um, allowing yourself to mm-hmm. acknowledge that it is also shitty. Yeah. Amen. All right. I said that twice now. What's <sighs> up with me today? Well, should we listen to this voicemail? Yeah, we've got another great narrative reframe. Our listeners are amazing at reframing these narratives. Yes. I mean, who knew that's what this podcast was going to really be about? <laughs> All right. Here is a voicemail. Hey, Kate and Dory. Um, first, our long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I just wanted to call because I listened to the episode um, and y'all talk about um, stepping on the scale and having your kind of like personal, um, like how you feel about yourself that day tied to a number on the scale. Um, I do not own a scale, um, but often when I go to the gym, I'll step on the scale as I'm leaving. Um, and something that I've noticed is that as I 
work out more, I get stronger and the number on the scale goes up because I'm not gaining weight, but I'm gaining muscle mass. Um, so for me, gaining weight when I am at the gym and seeing that number on the scale is actually a point of pride for me because I feel like it indicates that I'm getting stronger as I work out. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that shifting the narrative perspective, if you will, um, and just kind of share my experience. So thanks so much. Bye. Great reframe. Yes. And also a great reminder that weight that the, our, our bodies that, that weight can be a thing we are proud of mm-hmm. not only just a thing we feel shame about yeah i loved it me too build that build that freaking muscle mass totally all right let's take a short break let's do it kate i feel like we are like barreling into summer it's happening so fast It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just, like, sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay. 
like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or, or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So let's hear another email from a listener. Shall I read this one, Dora? Please. One of my best friends passed away four years ago, and her oldest daughter is getting married at the end of June. Is there anything I can do for her that would be meaningful and positive? Kate, maybe you would have an inspiration for me. Congratulations to Dory, and thanks very much for your help. Dory, maybe you also would have an inspiration for this listener. I might. Um, but let's start with you. So I thought long, I've thought long and hard about this. Yeah. So my mom died when I was 27 and I got married about a year and a half after. Mm-hmm. And many of her friends were at my wedding and were very kind to me. And I, I think my biggest advice for this listener is to not try to assume the role of this person's mother Mm. and to also not try to speak for the mother in her in the mother's absence like your mom would be so proud of you or your mom i'm sure your mom would wish she was here i now i don't i obviously like look i don't know you i don't know your relationship with this woman so i'm speaking very broadly but i think what's what's most impactful is expressing your feelings of joy and admiration and wishes for this person and having them come from you. I think that's really meaningful. And I don't think you need to allude to their mom in any way, Mm -hmm. unless you feel like that is something this person would appreciate. And I say this because not having that loved one there, whoever they may be, is is very, I'm sure, very difficult. It was for me. And I was very sensitive um, Anytime anyone tried to put words into my dead mom's mouth, so to speak, like, I know your mom is watching down, like all that stuff, I personally did not find useful. But I, what I do find very loving and kind is expressions of joy. Mm. And I think you can do something very meaningful for this person um, or offer to support them in whatever way they might need, you know, but not not necessarily doing it out of your own love for this your friend's daughter 
that in in a way that is maybe separate from making it about her yeah. deceased mom. Does that make sense? It makes so much okay. sense. And again, this advice may not be right for your situation. It's just kind of what for me I think I would want. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to add um to that because I think that is really good advice. I think this idea of like speaking for dead people is so presumptuous but we all we do it all the time like i have found myself wanting to do it yeah uh and i and even though it bugged me when people have people have done it to me i think it's just culturally what we've been taught to say right and i do think there is a like teaching ourselves better ways to speak about grief and also to care for people's it's hard it's hard because we maybe, aren't really I mean, modeled that behavior is not modeled for us all yeah the time. and maybe a better way to or I don't know, maybe it, it would just be more useful for people to be like, I really miss your mom. I yeah. wish she could have been here. I, 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 my mom's friends often still say that to me. And I, I like hearing that mm-hmm. because it makes me know, it makes me feel like they haven't forgotten her yeah, and still care about her, yeah. but they aren't making it about me. Totally. Like I, I really respect their grief and their relationships right. with my mom. Right. And yeah. I think that's, I like, I like hearing that Dory. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, listener, I think you're you sound like a really thoughtful friend, mm-hmm. no matter what. And I'm I'm sure whatever um, gesture you decide to make will be appreciated and will come from a really kind place of, of caring. Yeah. And excitement for this person. Whew. Dory, mm-hmm. we got some job rejection tips. I can't wait to hear from them. Someone with kind of a cool job. Here, get ready. Hi, my name is Beth. I'm 28. And I'm calling in response to the person who's facing rejection in their job. Uh, I'm an aspiring wildlife biologist, and I've been unemployed for seven months recently. And during that time, I've been rejected by jobs I never heard back from, jobs I didn't even want, and jobs that I thought I nailed the interview for. So I have a couple of tips about when you get rejected. One is very important. Do not give up. Do not give up. Keep applying to any job and every job that you see, even if you think you're underqualified. The second one is talk to someone. Being unemployed and facing rejection can be really embarrassing and depressing. So talk to someone. It doesn't have to be your partner. It could be a friend that's keeping you accountable or a therapist. And who knows, maybe you talk to someone and they didn't know you were unemployed and you might get a job that way. The next tip is to plan something fun after you get rejected. So recently I've been getting rejected, crying a bunch about it. And then my boyfriend has been taking me out to lunch and that makes me feel so much better. So my other tip is don't take it personally. Uh, the very first job that I got um, after graduating college, <clears throat> I did get the job, but I found out from some coworkers that someone who didn't get the job had a reference letter from Jane Goodall. Yeah, that Jane Goodall. So whenever I don't get a job now, I always think, well, maybe someone had a reference letter from Jane Goodall. So it may not be you. Don't take it personally. You never know who your competition is. Um, one of my last tips is if you're sad, let yourself be sad. More in the job, more in the future you plan for that job, more in all the clothes you're going to wear in that job, more in the vacation you were going to take with that money. <clears throat> and my last thing is that your job is not your identity and your job is not your worth. That's something I'm still working on right now because I identify a lot with being um, a wildlife person. But just remember, you have hobbies, you have friends, you have interests. 
you have activities, all other things that you do that make you who you are. Your job is not everything. I hope this is helpful. I love the podcast. And remember, do not give up. Are you also a motivational speaker? <laughs> what a great, what's just like a wealth of tips and compassionate yeah. advice and a Jane Goodall story. I mean, this voicemail really had everything. It had everything. I just, I loved everything this listener had to I say. I love this idea of like mourning a job that you didn't get and allowing yourself to feel that. Yes. And also all the specifics they listed, like mm -hmm. the clothes you were going to wear, the vacation you're going to take with the money you were going to make. Like those are all things we let ourselves fantasize about yeah. and think about. And mourning those things is really important. Yeah. I just, I, and also a wildlife biologist, that's so rad. Totally. Well, and I think especially with jobs and with dating, mm. I know I would often get in the mindset of like, it wasn't the right fit anyway and not allow myself to have those moments of grieving. Yeah. Like maybe it was the right, fit. maybe it was the right yeah. fit. And like, for whatever reason, maybe my competition at a reference from Jane Goodall, even though it was a position to be an editor at a <laughs> digital news site. Where you were dating and the other, the person, the other person chose had, had a, a reference dating from reference from Jane, Jane Goodall. Goodall. Um, you know, or saying, you know, there are other fish in the sea. There are other something else will come along. Like, yes, that's probably true, but I can I can also be sad about this thing. You know what I'm kind of taking away from this whole mini episode is allowing ourselves the space to exist with the most uncomfortable emotions. Yes. Grief, mourning, anger, and not qualifying them. Mm-hmm. Not, trying not to put, burying them. No, not trying to put them into perspective. Mm -hmm. Just letting them, let us, letting ourselves fully feel them. Yeah. In whatever way that looks like and as uncomfortable as that can be. And that's hard. So hard. Sometimes it's so easier just to stuff them down. Yep. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like, I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. 
One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. I love this last voicemail we got. I oh mean, boy, I don't there's know. There's a lot to There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack here. I don't I don't know if I have an answer, but I'm I'm eager to open this one yeah, up to the same. experienced audience listeners. Audience listeners, Kate, just play that. But voicemail. I love that she came to us with this question. I'm anyway. Truly honored. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hi Kate. Hi Dory. This is Leah from New York. Uh, I just wanted to say love your show so much and I'm glad I found it. I can really relate to uh, the idea of self-care. And now that, you know, my life is a little more settled and I have a little more time to think about myself, uh, your show has been great at giving me some ideas uh, and lots to think about. But I'm actually calling for advice about my daughter, who's 11. She's been caring more about her appearance recently, which is totally normal and fine, but I'm struggling with how to frame some of our conversations about makeup and her body and generally her appearance. Um, It's particularly difficult for me because she's naturally very slender and pretty and gets lots of comments from her friends and even relatives and adults about how pretty she is and how lucky she is to be so thin. I mean, I think she's so beautiful and perfect just the way she is, but it's kind of crazy how many comments she gets about her appearance, but maybe that's a whole nother show. Um, I guess I, I try never to say anything about me being on a diet or losing weight or negative things about myself. I'm conscious about that, but I do try to hit the gym often, and I've told her that it makes me feel strong, and I've also said things like, I feel more confident when I have some makeup on, and she sees me all the time doing things like sheet masks and buying skincare products. Do you have any suggestions on how to convey that she doesn't need all this extra stuff, even though I feel like I'm maybe not modeling that behavior? I'm not sure if I'm sending her the wrong message, and any suggestions on how to balance my desire to feel my best with the message that she's beautiful inside and out and doesn't necessarily need all that extra stuff like makeup or worrying about her body or anything else. So I don't know, just been thinking a lot about this. Um, So your thoughts are always appreciated and uh, thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Hmm. So you know what I thought when I listened to this voicemail for the first time is like, we do live in a looks obsessed culture. A hundred percent. I'm obsessed with my looks. I know. And it, this, like what this listener is struggling with is so hard because I, I hear that she doesn't want to seem disingenuous by implying that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You can't tell your beautiful daughter looks don't matter when like 
literal strangers are coming up to her being like, you're so pretty. Fuck, I hate that that happens. Yeah, it's really hard because like in our culture, looks do matter. One of my daughters is stopped on the street by strangers because of her eyelashes. I mean, literally, she gets commented on now when people talk to her about it. She's like, I know. <laughs> it's it's truly bizarre. People comment on them all the time. And she has, she has very long, very thick eyelashes. And not only is she now aware of it, but my other child is aware yeah. that the other kid gets stopped, truly stopped by strangers about her eyelashes and that there is some weird importance placed and that comments are like, you won't have to do that dot 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 right or like i wouldn't i love to just take those eyelashes off your head like just this constant <laughs> right. and they're like what is happening yeah. like they don't understand the quote-unquote importance of eyelashes and it's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. i don't i'll be honest i don't know how to handle it i don't i i, I i'm as stumped as this caller personally about yeah. how to and also how to balance the fact that we do do things like wear makeup mm-hmm. and put on oil on our face and and participate in these things but also don't want our daughters and sons to feel or whoever to feel that pressure i don't know i mean one thing that did come to mind is making sure that your daughter also feels confident and great about other aspects of her life that are not based on looks that's not just telling her like you're beautiful inside and out but also like wow look at look at that painting you painted or you know encouraging her to join the swim team or you know yeah, just or like i appreciate you because you're kind yes and you do exactly this, 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 or i appreciate that you're brave or you're whatever right assertive. right so i think there's ways of modeling that behavior that aren't just telling her you know inner beauty is is everything, is, is everything yeah. and as important as outer whatever outer beauty um And also, you know, maybe for you also modeling behaviors that are not based in looks at all could be helpful. Yeah. And talking about, you know, like my daughters will ask me things like, why do you shave your legs? And I I will try to explain in kind of like children's layman's terms, (laughs) like weird beauty standards and where Mm -hmm. they come from and why they are unfair and why I still participate. And you can choose to do this or you can choose not to do this and you can change your mind. And some people do shave their legs and other people don't. And it doesn't, you know, say anything about who you are. As a, I mean, it, it can get a little long winded and you feel like, yeah. what am I even doing? But I think I do think ultimately, if you just keep trying and communicating and also, you know, ex- explaining, to, you know, we're never going to model, quote unquote, perfect behavior. Totally. For our kids we're all we're all existing in a flawed society as flawed people. Yeah. I mean, this is a good thing, I think, to talk to a therapist, a person who Mm. a therapist about about your own stuff and then also how to engage with your child about this. stuff. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And listeners weigh in. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Please tell us. Mm. Well, that brings us to the end. Well, Dory, should we go say hi to Henry? Oh, my God. Yes. Can we do that? Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.